See, we're back to the Bernie and Sid music. Uh, uh, no longer the old timers music. Yeah, who snuck that in? I mean, you, yeah, Sid's out of here today. We shouldn't have to play his music either. Well, we're back, and uh, you know, uh, WABC. Uh, we uh, at night. We're in 36 states. We go all the way from uh, Florida all the way to Canada to Northern Europe. Uh, during the day, we have a few less states. We're in about four or five states, six states, um, because of uh, uh, we're 50,000 watts clear channel. Uh, and that's the way it works. When the sun goes down and we're clear channel, we go from, uh, you know what Curtis says, from Davy Jones's locker <laughs> in the Bahamas all the way up. Well, I tell you, I, I've had a number of friends, relatives traveling through Europe or listen to the show over there, and they feel they're back at home. So that's the you know, reconnection to New York. And, well, uh, the show definitely having an impact, John. Yep, i got yep. so many places people talk about it. I was just saying to Chad Lopez, I think you've reached the stage now with the show that people think they know everyone at WAB. They talk about Well, we're call, family. They call, right, they call them by their first name. What's John doing? What's Chad doing? What's Sid doing? Yeah, what, I was at Bobby little... Van's restaurant last night, and people came up to me and said hello. and. Uh... Bobby Vans owned by he owns about five or six of them. Joe Smith, a good friend. Well, of mine, there's one of them Belfast. that the food is extra good. I won't tell everybody what where where it is. I like I tell you, he had two of them in Washington. They were great. I like all of them in Manhattan. But again, Joe Smith with Bobby Vans, great great restaurant. Again, a, a, a immigrant success story from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Now making a fortune, not as rich as you, John. But he's doing very well with all this Bobby Vans. Only in America, absolutely. Now, only in America. We have uh, reporting in to give us the state of the state of New Jersey. We have former governor, Jim McGreevy. Jim McGreevy, how are you today? John, I, I, guess, I guess they brought out the Gentiles today. Uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, Jews need, need not apply today. I mean, they're taking the day exactly. off. Exactly. They're pr- praying for our souls. But if I can just say, Peter, the way you described yourself and your family sounded so much like my family. I mean, it's just like my mother was a nurse. My father, God rest his soul, if my mom didn't drag him to a doctor, he never would have gone. Yeah, it really so, is. Uh, something I mean, among, uh, especially Irish men, uh, it seems like all the white ethnic men that I know, uh, we just don't want to go to the doctors. And uh, it's almost this thing that uh, you don't trust a doctor. And if you don't find out you have one of these cancers or whatever it is, you know, you're going to survive. And uh, uh, But, again, you know, all of us, and I'm a little older than you, Jim, we came from the tradition where once you had cancer, you were dead. There was always nothing to be done about it. Now, yeah. overwhelming majority of cases, if they find it, you're cured. Yeah, and, and my, you know, dad was a Marine. He yep. was a Marine drill instructor. But mom had two bouts of breast cancer. My father had prostate. He had, you know, the radiation, and he lived for decades after. So, you know, listening to the good doctor, and he, he was a little bit over my head. But, I mean, it was just, I mean, it's go to the doctor, get access to the protocols, and, and, and it works. Well, Jim, not to be morbid, my, my father's case, uh, he was in the Army Reserve. He was also a... Uh, a lieutenant in the police. He had to get a physical every year, and when he was yeah. in the army, uh, he he would fill out his own physical form rather than get it. And it turned out he died from prostate cancer. So I mean, that was like a lesson. His thing, you know, it was all everything was you know negative, negative, and everybody check it off, and you know, uh, you know, put in some doctor's name for it. He was an officer. He got away with it, and, and, and he thought he was getting away with it. So you know, he was doing yeah. fine, and he was a physical specimen, never sick a day in his life, uh, but he died from prostate cancer. That, that was a lesson to me, I tell you. 
Good for you. Yeah. And I just wanted to call and I, you know, I spoke to John earlier. I don't know if you saw there was a recent report in the police reports, the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency. And if I, if I could make a plug for them, because what I do now in terms of working with young men and women that are addicts or coming home from prison or war, it's addiction. But they, the DEA does great work. And, John, they seized a woman, um, a New Jersey woman coming through the Lincoln Tunnel. 15,000 pills of fentanyl, 15,000, 40% of which had a lethal dosage. And they were marked to be Oxycontin, which people would, would think would be a legal prescription. So, I mean, what I, I think the, the message is, is that we try to provide for drug treatment, detoxification, and residential treatment to anybody in New Jersey. And the reason why this is so important is that the fentanyl is so much more toxic, so much more dangerous. It's crazy. Governor McGreevy, it is crazy that they're allowing it through the borders. I mean, China is feeding it to the Chinese cartels, are feeding it to the Mexican cartels. and, And all they're doing is walking over the borders. You know, the interesting statistic I've given everybody Vietnam, we lost 50,000 Americans. Uh, Korea, 50,000 Americans. Afghanistan, yep. 7,000 Americans. That's 107. In the last 12 months, to fentanyl, we lost 140,000. Yep. In 12 months? No, and it, and I it, mean, and well, it, well, what is that all about? Well, I mean, it, it's, 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 John, it was, it was Oxycontin, it was Percocet, it was the Purdue scandal. It was doctors, unfortunately, certain bad actors over-prescribing. But then the illegal market replicated the legal market. And fentanyl, as as probably most of the listeners know, is a synthetic opioid. So basically, as you just said, it came from China to Mexico. The Mexican cartels cut the heroin. But the reality is today, John, and we, we test our young guys and gals, is that there's no more heroin in the heroin any longer. It's just pure fentanyl with filler. And, and it so, kills people. It just kills them. It kills people. It kills people. So what people have to understand, we're talking, Peter, we're talking like grains of sand. Yep. Three grains of sand, you live. Four grains, you die. And obviously the person that's cutting the, the drug, the, the, the fentanyl opioid, isn't you know a chemist at a pharmaceutical company, and so what happens is the imprecision, the mistakes, and so that we see, you know, in Jersey, there's 3,000 people dying a day, and so, you know, Senator Teresa Ruiz wants, you know, education on the, on the local level, which is so critically important, even, as, even pushing it back to the middle school so that young kids, unfortunately, are, are, are aware, but to go to what you said, John, that's why... The Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, is so important because they're the tip. They're spearheading this effort to stop or to interdict the flow of illegal drugs into this country. I mean, these 15,000 pills, what that could have made, and if 40% of those 15,000 pills were over the limit, I mean, you're talking about an appreciable death rate. So we just want to plug, I mean, if anyone is interested in detox or residential treatment, and, and the other point is, is, and Peter, you know this from years in Congress and grappling with, with these issues of, 
of addiction and, and public health is that the importance of fentanyl is so toxic, John, the need to get into treatment as early as possible. And what we do is we put them on something called medication-assisted treatment because it helps them literally the neural blockers to block the craving for the fentanyl. And if I can, you know, our number, we have a 732-948-5880-732-948. And the name of the organization again? Yeah, this is the New Jersey Reentry Corporation, and you can look at us online or on the website, www.njreentry.org. But the point is, is in terms of addiction, when the DEA is stopping someone on the Lincoln Tunnel with 15,000 pills marked as Oxycontin, 40% of which are of a dangerous level, this is what's flooding our streets. And so respectfully, the young kids, in, like in high school, you know, I remember, we, you know, we, we took a swig of Jägermeister or whatever. Now these kids are taking pills but they don't understand that the pills, even if they're marked as Oxycontin, which would be a legal pharmaceutical, are illegally marked, and they could possess fentanyl, which would literally pose a risk to their lives. So, Governor, one, one more question, because we don't talk about this anymore, and I want to know what the truth is. Opioids. I mean, nobody talks about opioids anymore. Not even Matt Wanning. Matt, you you don't talk about opioids. Well, I mean, the, the reality uh, is, is, is fentanyl, is opioids in addition to fentanyl? Fentanyl is a form of, so basically, John, you have, you know, heroin as as an opioid. But then what <clears> happened was in terms of the, the, they manufactured synthetic opioids, which is, which are far more toxic. And so fentanyl, if you will, is a derivation of, of, is a synthetic opioid. And so What's happening in America is we're 5%, John, we're 5% of the world's population, 5%. We consume upwards of 97 to 99% of the world's opioids. So, I mean, to my mind, you know, you know and, and, you know, I can talk about, you know, the importance of, of traditions and, and family and faith and community organizations, but for these young people, and Peter, particularly for these young men, of, of every background, of, of every ethnicity and race, they've lost sometimes, my sense is a loss of sense of purpose, a sense of discipline. And so, you know, in, in terms of addiction, we just struggle to try to pull them back, to give them a measure of, of, of focus and job training, you know, something as old-fashioned as HVAC, as welding, as CDL and get these guys on the right course. But part of this is really rigorously monitoring, John, their, their, their drug use and keeping them on a regimen, but keeping them healthy, engaged in work, in work training, so they get back on a right track. Hey, Jim, if I could just say something. You know, uh, yeah. Time is going to be running out. I mean, you are proving that there is constructive life after politics. And what you're doing is really God's work, and I really commend you for it. Uh, some people think that, you know, politics is it. That once you're out of politics, uh, you can't do much, or it's just like an ego thing. You are really showing how what constructive, positive steps can be taken by a gifted person after he leaves politics. So thank you. Uh, Peter, you're kind, but there, there weren't many openings for 
you know, has been washed up Irish Catholic politicians. <laughs> well, that, you know, thank God I ran into John Caspertides, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were the guy that the whole community looked up to. You were, I was talking about myself, not you. Okay. <laughs> well, I was talking about myself. So there you go. Well, Jim McGreevy, thank, thank you for uh, calling yeah, in this. Yeah, uh, so just, and John, thank you. And if anybody has any problems, whether you're from New York or New Jersey or four states or 30 states, and you need some help, we'll help to connect you to wherever, if it's your son or daughter in terms of addiction treatment. And because I know a lot of parents, a lot of working class parents don't think about this stuff. And candidly, there's probably no reason they should. But we'll help you, you know, figure out how to get that kid detoxed and how to get that kid into treatment. And the earlier, the better. If you suspect something, do it, and 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 don't be afraid to do it. Because help God those kids. Help those kids. Life. You're absolutely right, yep. Governor Jim McGreevy. Thank, thank you, you for everything you do. God bless you, and God bless America. So long, Jim. Fargo. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we got in two minutes. I think we have uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly's tidbit coming on, and. Uh, uh, I'm glad, uh, Governor McGreevy is working hard to do and trying to save some kids. No, he's very, very talented, very, uh, dedicated person. You know, he left politics and government, but he's really back stronger than ever. And I give him credit for that. Some people, they, I guess they need the ego gratification of politics. I hope I wasn't in that category. And when they leave, they just don't know what to do. They sort of, uh, you know, they become lost in, in, in themselves. So again, I give Jim credit for what he's done, what he's, uh, you know, really managed to achieve. And we have some very interesting guests coming up. We can actually have Al D'Amato on. And- uh, well, first we have uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly's coming on right. at 720 right. for, with his tidbit. And then Al D'Amato is coming on at 725. And then we have Bo, Bo Deedle, Deedle at 740. Anyone who's not awake yet, when they listen, after listening to Al D'Amato and Bo Deedle, they'll be. They'll definitely ab- be up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Al D'Amato, this is kind of early in the morning to be listening to Al D'Amato. I, I worked with Al D'Amato for years and I used to dread talking to him in the morning because he, he gets up like three hours before the rest of us and he's screaming and yelling from the time he woke up. So I can imagine what he'll be like on the show today. We're going to take a survey and we'll put out a survey. Who has a better a show? Uh, Bernie and Sid or the King and I? Uh, don't get Sid going. You never know. He'll be, he'll be, uh, you know, you're breaking his fast and coming in once he hears this. <laughs> um, I understand we got Bill O'Reilly coming up. <laughs> 